0: Welcome to this TED Learning Podcast. Delivering dramatically different training. Welcome to our podcast, Why Should You Be Worried About Worry? Hello, I'm Justin with this edition of the podcast. Every year in November we have National Stress Awareness Day, a good way to raise awareness for what's becoming an epidemic in the working world. This week we've been thinking about what might be the cumulative impact of worry on productivity. How can tackling worry on an individual level pay dividends for your organisation as a whole? So why should employers be worried about worry? Well, organisations seem to be waking up to the idea that it's not only their responsibility to maintain their employees' welfare, it's also in their best interests. Look at the figures and the negative impact of stress and worry on productivity and it all becomes clear. The health and safety executive estimated that in 2018-19, there were 12.8 million lost working days due to stress, depression or anxiety. On average, each person suffering took 21.2 days away from their work. Even when you don't manage to take a sick day, stress and worry can seriously impact your performance. We're all less productive when we're tense, distracted by worry and lacking sleep. The statistics back this up. According to the Institute of Directors, one in three employees admits that stress and anxiety hinder them from completing projects on time. The negative impact of stress on company culture is clear. Studies have also shown that it damages employee retention and commitment to the company. Now that's not to mention the impact of stress on your long-term well-being. Stress can actually weaken your immune system and causes other physical symptoms, such as fatigue and headaches. So even the sick or low productivity days that you don't attribute to stress could have a root cause there. This informs negative emotions and behaviours, loss of confidence, irritability, forgetfulness and being prone to mistakes. This seemingly never-ending list of unexpected efforts of stress and worry just goes to show that a stressed workforce is not a productive one. It's a taboo subject. Now it's clear that stress and worry need to be taken seriously, but it's still something that we don't seem to be able to talk much about work. According to mental health charity Mind, 95% of those who took a sick day for stress cited a different reason – usually an upset stomach – when explaining their absence to their boss. The same charity reports that just over a third of workers believe that their workplace prioritises employee mental well-being, and only 22% think their boss actively helps them to manage their stress. It would be difficult to argue that managing mental well-being is solely the employer's responsibility. But simply raising awareness of the dangers of excessive worry, and the techniques we can all use to tackle it, would go a great distance in reducing its impact on productivity. So we've got a choice. Worry helps no one. It sounds obvious, and yet when you're lying awake in the early hours of the morning, thinking about tomorrow's big meeting, it's hard to realise this. You know it's unproductive to lie awake and think about it, but you couldn't possibly relax when something is hanging over you. In these situations, worry can feel like an uncontrollable onslaught that we simply must resign to. Reframing worry as a choice, however, can have an empowering effect on how we deal with it. It's easy to forget that stress and anxiety are combinations of your own thoughts, feelings and physical symptoms, such as tension. This means that they are within your control. Now given the choice, most people would be without stress and anxiety altogether. It would be far more efficient to either act positively to solve a problem or to put it out of your mind, which translates as an investment in subsequent productivity. Acknowledging that worry is within your power and it's the first steps towards doing so. So what can employers do? Well, removing the stress-driven culture from our workplaces is the responsibility of employers as much as individuals. Without overstepping your responsibilities or impinging onto the personal anxieties of your colleagues, there are a number of actions that employers can take to minimise the detrimental impact of stress and worry in the workplace. Here are just a few. One is to educate your team. In a high-pressured working environment, many of us are inclined to let our own welfare slide. Making your team aware of the early symptoms of stress and engendering a company culture that prioritises well well-being will prevent a busy employee from becoming a burnt out one. Two is to encourage openness. You can't nip stress in the bud if the first thing you hear about it is that your colleague has had a mental breakdown. Build a rapport with your team members and make it clear that you're present as a support. Three is don't wait for a problem. Times of organisational change are a key example of occasions when you might try especially hard to boost your team's resilience, and rightly so. However, do not underestimate the value of tackling worry in an everyday context. Remember, an investment in countering stress is an investment in productivity, one that could be invaluable. How do you handle the pressures of your job And what does your company do to make it easier? Thanks for listening to this podcast on stress. Please sign up for all of our podcasts at tedlearning.co.uk. This podcast was produced by TED Digital. For more information, visit our website www.ted-digital.com.